This is Auto Success, the podcast. Welcome to this podcast for selling professionals, for those winning and those looking to win. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. We're excited to have our guest today, DJ Harrington, back for the second installment. DJ is an author, journalist, seminar leader, international trainer, and marketing consultant. His clients include such world-class companies as the Chevrolet Division of General Motors, DuPont, and Caterpillar. We will be continuing our talk on leadership today. Thanks for being back with us, DJ. It is a pleasure to be here. Now, DJ, uh, uh, through the many speaking things that you've done and, and presentations, I'm sure you've met uh, a lot of good leaders in your lifetime. What are some of those traits of those good leaders? And then um, I, I'm sure you've met the opposite as well. What were some of the traits of ineffective leaders? Uh, Thomas, that's a very good question. And, and I, I, I want to share with our audience, we can learn from both. What happens is I ask people, what if you're a father? was very lazy and your father lied or your father was deceptive or or you have an older brother that was kind of crooked in business you learn what not to do so we learn from both we learn from the successful one and we learn from the guy who you know who really is um, I think we lead by example and judge by results I learned mostly, and each person should find a person of influence in their life, whether it's their father. Now, my dad was very successful in business, but I learned from him now, Thomas. Mm-hmm. People say, uh, you know, your dad being vice president of Bethlehem Steel, that's, that's a pretty good job. And I'm one of 12 children, and my dad laid off one night when I was in high school his driver dropped him off, and he laid off 1,116 people wow. one day during the Vietnam War. And this is after Kennedy was assassinated. President Johnson was the President of the United States, Lyndon Johnson. And my father's driver dropped him off. I am one of 12 children. All of us were sitting around the table. And it looked like the Last Supper. There's 12 kids around the dinner table. <laughs> he got up and he started cutting the meat, that, you know, to pass out to everybody. And he started crying. And my dad runs upstairs to his bedroom, dropped the knife and the fork. And my mom was at the other end of the table, um, wiped her hands on her apron, followed up behind my father because he was weeping. And he gets upstairs. My mom comes down about four or five minutes later, says to us 12 kids, Dad won't be down tonight because today he laid off 1,116 people. And when he saw our faces, he knew then he laid off 1,116 families. Yeah. So here's what my passion is, Thomas, and I don't know whether you can get her across the telephone. I'm sitting here almost with tears in my eyes talking to you because that happened when I was in high school. But I try to run around this country, Australia, Canada, the U.K. I've done every BMW store in, in Europe. I, I've worked through all of the United Kingdom. I've been at the Australia Auto Dealers Association, 4,200 auto dealers in Australia. I spoke to them. 
my whole passion in life before they kick sand in my face is I want to help hire 1,116 more people. So in my own thing is you learn from everybody. I, I learned from the leader that is there 20 minutes before the store opens. He doesn't have to be there at 8 o'clock, but he's there 20 minutes before. He, he, you know, we have some people that are on the B team. Be here when we open, be here when we close, just be here. That's what they call the B team. But, but Thomas, I want the guy who comes in on his day off because he has a chiropractor, that, that's his only day off, and he can come in and get a car that day. That's the guy I want to be with. That's, that's the leader I want to follow. I want to follow the person who, in snowy weather in Des Moines, Iowa, the salesperson goes out and starts the car of the woman who works up in payroll who needs her car cleaned off, and she's in her mid-60s, been working at the dealership 31 years. I want the leader to go out and say, Miss Helen, can I have the keys to your car? Let me go out and warm it up for you. And I clear off the snow, and I bring it up to her. That's the type of people that you learn from. You learn from that kind of leadership. You learn from the person who sits there and says, you know, Mrs. Johnson, I can actually give you more for a car. And Thomas... My own sister came to Atlanta for the Olympics, and her husband, uh, Joel, and my sister Peggy came to the Olympics, uh, and I did the phone training for the Olympics in Atlanta, Georgia, and all my relatives got free tickets to the Olympics. Well, he's sitting in my driveway, and his car had 47,000 miles on the car, and he was telling me he was thinking about getting a new car. I said to him, Joel, you will make more money retailing your car right now or trading it in before 50,000 miles. Now, that's a proven fact, Thomas. That's not a lie. It's not deception. And I said, by the time you got back to New Jersey, you would have more miles on the car than you really need to. Why don't you trade it while you're here, and I'll bring it to one of my dealerships? Well, people laugh, and they go, you sold all your relatives a car? Yes. (laughs) And I believe a good salesperson, the first sale starts at home. It starts with your family, it starts with your brothers and sisters, it starts with your spouses, your loved ones, your girlfriends, your boyfriend. It's, it's that kind of a thing. You have to believe yourself. So yeah, have I sold all my relatives' cars? Yes, I have, and proud of it. Am I the type of person that has my home phone number on my business card? Yes, I do. I have my cell phone number that I give people. Here's my cell. And Thomas, you know, I want them to call me. Because when they buy a car from me, I come with it. That's what real leaders do. <laughs> they come with the car. I just hope, Thomas, I haven't gone too far, you know. I don't have any of my props. So if the audience is laughing, this and they're saying, this poor guy's gone all over the place. You know, if I had all my props with me, maybe I could hold my props up and say, here, now listen to this. <laughs> no, you're, you're doing just fine, just fine. Okay. Um, I'd like to know now, I mean, even in speaking with, uh, you know, the many people that you've helped and phone training and whatnot, uh, where do you yourself find the motivation to, to, to train these people? And, and, you know, where do leaders themselves continually find motivation to continue being leaders? I think it's in the tapes you listen to, the books you read, the people you hang out with. Um, that's the reason why in our country, Barack Obama, you know, they're being questioned about his church relationship. And, 
I'm I'm going to now. There's no political involved now, uh, but I believe you are what you hang around with. So, if you hang around somebody who's a negative thinker, then you're going to be negative yourself, mm-hmm. and that's part of it. But if we were looking for leadership, Thomas, I think that we need to be listening to things just like you and I are recording right now. We need to be reading proper books. We need to be training our minds, learning every day, 15 minutes of self-improvement, every day. And, and if you're not on the building team, you're on the, you know, if you're not growing, you're, you're going rotten. It's one or the other. You know, you're getting green or you're, you're dying. I tell people the difference between a rut and a grave is the depth. <laughs> because some people in a rut, they don't even know it. You know? And, and, but if you say to me, yeah, and, and you, you're listening to an older guy that reads perpetually. Uh, because of my speech impediment, I read slower, but I retain more than the average person. Mm-hmm. So I've taken lemons and made it into lemonade. Yeah, I have a problem with speech, but doing this talk with you, I've only made one or two errors, and and most people didn't even catch it because I right. laugh right after it, or you know, I I have to hold up green eggs and ham, <laughs> and and tell people I use it as a prop. But when someone says to me, "What do I do?" and and myself, Thomas, uh, I. Uh, I take 15, 20 minutes every day and do a little checkup from the neck up myself. I, uh, I spend a little time myself. You know, some people meditate. Some people think about what they want to do for that day. I have a checklist that I actually put together at nighttime. And here's an example. We're doing this in the morning, and I've already made phone calls before 9 o'clock this morning of people that I wrote on my list that I have to call. So right. it's things that you have to do or do the emails or do the follow-up or whatever you have to do, um, you do, do it. And, and the other thing that, that's real good that we can share with our audience, everyone, Thomas, needs to find out if they're a morning person or a night person. Um, mm-hmm. I'm a morning person, so I write more creative in the morning. I record better. I am actually more proficient in the morning than I'm in the evening. So I like to do things that are more challenging in the morning. If we have a person that we don't like so much, we need to get that over with first thing in the morning. Don't delay it. And I think developing leadership and what do I do? Uh, I'm uh, I'm just going to tell you. I listen to tapes. I listen to music. And last year, at the Buy Here, Pay Here convention, Dave Anderson was the first speaker. Walsh, who does a great job, he works for a JM, you know, family, JMA family phone collection. And Walsh is a great, great speaker. And I was the third speaker. Now, here's Dave Anderson, Walsh, and DJ Harrington. But I was the highest rated speaker. The only reason is I made everybody laugh in the audience. I entertained. But I did something that I want to share with you. You said, what do I do? I proved to the audience that within two minutes, I could change everybody's thinking through music. And I played Celine Dion 
God bless America, with gigantic flags waving up on the big screens, because they have two gigantic screens in Vegas. When you speak on the podium, there's two gigantic screens. Well, on the gigantic screens is the flags waving, Celine Dion singing, God bless America. And within two minutes, 4,000 people stood to their feet with tears in their eyes. Now, if we listen to the Greenwood, God bless the USA, I'm on our way to work, or we listen to something like this talk on our way to work, would we be better that day? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. It's yes. It's just something that you do. Hey, can I share this with you, Thomas? Go right ahead. It's called And Then Some. And I, I just went through my bag here. I'm recording this uh, next month for an audio tape to be given to my audience. And it's, it's about three little words. And then some. And the reason why I want to share this with you is I wrote it and did it at a PGA convention two weeks ago. And when I got down to the last couple of lines, the entire audience, which was like maybe 870 people, they all were saying the three little words. The three little words are, and then some. It goes like this. Great salespeople go the extra mile. And then some. These three little words are the secret to success. They are the difference between average salespeople and top salespeople in most of any company. Top salespeople always do what is expected. And then some. They're on the B team. Be here when we open. Be here when we close. And then some. They are thoughtful of others. They are considerate and kind. And then some. They are enthusiastic, upbeat, friendly to all. And then some. They meet their responsibilities and they deal with everyone squarely. And then some. They are dependable. They can be counted on in any emergency. And then some. They are good friends and helpful neighbors. And then some. They are hardworking, independent, honest, and loyal, and then some. And when I got down to the end now, (laughs) the entire audience, I go, and they are comfortable with people, they're streetwise, they're ambitious and goal-orientated, and the whole audience goes, and then some. (laughs) And then the last one is, I'm thankful for people like this, for they make this world a better place. Their spirit of sales and service is summed up in these three little words. And the entire audience of 800-some people all yelled out, and then some. So it's, that's the kind of stuff that I do. And what I try to do, Thomas, is energize the audience so that they leave feeling better than they did when they got there. Right. And, and as a leader, I, I want people to say, you know, I, just like our friend Dave that, that you and I both know, when I talked to Dave on the telephone, it was the second or third phone call, Thomas, that I kind of I kind of liked the person. Now I've never met Dave. But I liked him instantly because he said, "DJ, uh, what can I do to help you?" And Thomas is like you and me speaking on the phone, and as we develop our relationship, you'd be the one to say, "Hey DJ, 
you don't do this that well, but I do it real well. <laughs> and there's something that you do that you could help me with. And that's how you build a relationship with somebody. That's where a leader says, let me go to Thomas, like yourself, Thomas, because you have a gift of being able to organize things and edit things and, and, and make things right. Well, me, you know, when God was passing out that skill, I got in the wrong line. <laughs> you know? But in front of an audience, if they want them to sit there and say, how do I inspire a group of people to go out and sell more cars? I believe you develop from within. We make the person a better person, and he in turn will sell more cars, or he will be a better service advisor, or a better parts manager, or a better mom, a better dad, a better brother, a better sister, a better office personnel, you know, somebody who picks up the telephone better and, and works customer service better is because they feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. so, and then some, right? <laughs> and then, oh, you got it. You, you, <laughs> but Thomas, you, you caught the point. And then some. That's it's right. just like people, they want to see what you do. And when I tell people, you know, don't tell me about birth pain, show me the baby. <laughs> I want people to under-promise and over-deliver. I want people, when, when I show up, Joe Verdi, you know, we all know Joe Verdi. Right. Joe Verdi and I spoke in Minneapolis together. We're eating lunch, and Joe Verdi says, you know, DJ, <laughs> these people love you. And I said, come <laughs> on, Verdi. He goes, no. When I tell people, they say, well, who should we talk to about phone training? And Joe Verdi tells everyone, call DJ Harrington. He's the number one phone trainer in the country. And then Joe Verdi said, while we're eating lunch, Joe Verdi says, you know, the state of Minnesota, they're going to hire you for the whole week. I said, get out of Dodge. Sure enough, Verdi's right. The very next day, the director of the Minnesota Auto Dealers Association hires me for four days. Wow. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I went around the state doing talks. And Verdi said, the reason is you walk your walk and you talk your talk. People see that you do. I carry all these props with me, Thomas, and most speakers will never do it. I'm a CSP, a certified speaking professional, in my organization. There's over 4,000 speakers in the United States, Canada, and the UK. I'm a CSP. Less than 3% of all the speakers in the country are CSP, certified speakers. Mm -hmm. And you have to have so many corporate clients. You have, there's a lot of due diligence. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to prove to people that if a young guy like myself growing up with a speech impediment could, could turn it around by saying, okay, yeah, I'm not as smart as Dave. I'm not as smart as Thomas. But if I work harder... I could be almost as smart. And that's what I do. I just have to work a little harder. And so when I'm done speaking to an audience, you know, people sit there. Verdi sat and said, hey, I'll meet you later. And then Verdi sat in the back of the room and watched one after another after another just come up. And most people just want to shake your hand. Most people just want to take a business card, one of my bookmarks. At day's end is on my bookmark, and, and, and I pass out bookmarks because I believe if you're a leader, you're a reader. Mm -hmm. and, and if you want to be a leader, you have to be a reader.
and that's part of the whole thing. And Thomas, I hope I didn't ramble too much. I, I appreciate your time of even calling me and, and speaking with me. Oh no! It's this is this is what people need to learn, right? This is what we're trying to help them uh, develop uh, the leadership skills that we're talking about here. Yes, uh, DJ, you mentioned the the a lot of experience speaking with people uh, and, and about leadership and becoming leaders. Um, through your experience, have you noticed any new trends in leadership? Uh, what what has changed in leadership over the years that 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 you've been speaking and and working with with these leaders? Um, John Maxwell, who teaches leadership, is the, if, if anyone's listening, any John Maxwell book, any one of them, and he has many, many books out on leadership, he teaches a philosophy that people want to see you do what you say you do. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, it's done by example. Uh, years ago, I think a lot of times people would say, well, um, McNamara, who was the head of General Motors or Pontiac Division, um, he was the leader that, that Senator Kennedy and President Kennedy used because he was a phenomenal leader. Today in our country, uh, we have, uh, I, I think, so many of distorted leaders. Uh, I think some of the sports figures in our country, they get paid outrageous money but their lifestyle doesn't show that they have their act together. Right. Um, I want to be around a person who, if I feel bad, Thomas, I want to be able to say, hey, Thomas, I'm having a bad day today. And People say, well, how can a, a most motivated person like you ever have a bad day? I think everybody, and Sigmund Freud says you can be an idiot six minutes a day. <laughs> And so when I see somebody being an idiot, I actually take out my watch and say, okay, you've got three more minutes, get over with. You know? <laughs> get over being an idiot. But, but even Sigmund Freud says you can be an idiot. I think in today's society, a leader is a leader the moment he wakes up. Um, and I know we're going up on time here, but I, I'm going to tell you, I got my contract at the PGA uh, working in Canada, the man who spoke before me was terrible. He was a terrible speaker. I showed up uh, 20 minutes before the convention started that morning, and I was in my chair way before anybody else. I listened to every speaker, and then the man before me was so poor, the meeting planner tapped me on my shoulder. Here I am dressed in my doctor outfit, and she said, <laughs> Uh, we're in Canada at the time. She said, Mr. Harrington, a lot of the people here said that they've heard you speak. Could you speak before we take a break? If we take a break now, nobody will come back. This last speaker has been terrible. The guy was so bad, Thomas, he could not lead in silent prayer. This this is a terrible speaker. <laughs> this, he could, for real, he could not lead in silent prayer. He was that bad of a speaker. And I ran to my room, took my doctor's outfit off, and I put on a train conductor's outfit <laughs> and came back. And I'm standing in the back of the room, and I have a train conductor hat from Chattanooga Choo Choo in Tennessee, and I have a whistle that blows, and I have patches on my jacket from all these different railroad companies. And I act like a train conductor. 
and I actually tell people, are you on the right track? Are you going in the right direction? How much excess luggage have you brought with you? And this lady looked at me and she said, weren't you just the doctor? And I said, yeah, I took my doctor outfit off. I'll do 25 minutes as a train conductor. And this afternoon when I do my seminar, check up from the neck up, um, I will be the doctor. And when I got up and I was finished, there was nobody in the room that knew anything better than here's a guy who really cares. And I do. I carry all my props, just like Joe Verdi said. Nobody else would carry all the props that I carry. I carry a lot of props, a lot of outfits. And I told that audience, are you on the right track? Are you going in the right direction? How much excess luggage have you brought on your trip? Is the ticket in your hand the destination, the thing that's in your heart? The price of your ticket, is that the real price of being successful? Are you willing to invest the time? Are you willing to invest to be a leader? A leader needs to invest in time of reading, training, listening to tapes, and being there to do the little assignments so that one day when you're the general manager, you'll be able to handle them. The best way to learn is by going through crisis, you know, having developed those things. Right. I, I guess one of the things that I guess I want to tell you is the person who keeps busy helping the one who is below him won't have time to envy the person that's above him. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, if you keep busy helping the one who's below you, you don't have time to envy the person who's above you. <laughs> so just help people get it, you know. And helping people, you know, get ahead is the most important thing in life. And it's a, it's a vision, you know. It's a it's a vision that you have to have. Right, that's a great message. Uh, if there was one message that you'd like to leave our readers or listen readers and listeners today, uh, what would that be? I guess for myself, if, if, I, if I was going to leave you with something, how about if I leave you with what I say to people when I end my talk? Would that be? That'd be great, yeah. And then that's how we sign off. Let me give everybody DJ Harrington's um, auto success garden for success. Now, since it's automotive success, uh, auto success magazine. There you go. What if we did a Garden for Success? The Garden for Success by D.J. Harrington. First, we're going to plant seven rows of peas in our garden. And Thomas, I have this memorized, so just hang with me. It's presence, promptness, preparation, patience, perseverance, positive action, and prayer. Those are the seven peas in our garden. Uh-huh. Then we have eight rows of squash. We're going to squash gossip, squash indifference, squash indecision, squash negativity, squash worry, squash envy, squash greed, squash fear. Then in our garden, we have nine rows of turnips. Now, remember, I wrote it, so what do you think the first turnip's going to be? Turnip for training. (laughs) (laughs) That's the first turnip. Turnip on time. Turnip with a smile. It takes seven muscles to smile and 28 to frown. So don't be caught working overtime. (laughs) <laughs> that's a proven fact it only takes seven muscles to smile and 28 to frown so don't work overtime the, the fourth turn up is turn up with good thoughts turn up with new prospects turn up with excitement turn up with a positive attitude like you and I were talking about Thomas right. and then turn up with determination make everything count for the worth good and worthwhile now remember in our garden we just we did the peas we did the squash and the turnips and the last row is lettuce so the garden is not complete without lettuce. So it, I put down 
Let us be faithful to our duty. Let us be honest with ourselves. Let us be unselfish and loyal. Let us be true to our obligations. Let us have fun and enjoyment, which is important in the automobile business. Let us obey the rules and regulations. Let us love and help one another. And last but not least, let us ask for God's help. And then I say goodbye to people, and I walk off the stage, and the rest is history. <laughs> well, that, that, that's some good stuff, DJ. I appreciate you sharing that with us today. Well, Thomas, I, I thank you very, very much. And I just want everybody who's listening that if you want to get better, you don't get bitter. You just become a better person from within by reading, studying, and listening to good stuff. That's great, DJ. Our guest today has been author, trainer, and speaker, DJ Harrington. To contact DJ, please send an email to djharrington at autosuccessonline.com. Thanks, DJ. Thank you, Thomas, very, very much. Thanks for listening to the Auto Success Podcast. For more information about Auto Success Magazine, log on to autosuccessonline.com. If you have comments, questions, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful selling day. Auto Success Best Practices Summit and Dealer Synergy Sessions are joining forces to bring you the 2008 Synergy Sessions to be held at the W Hotel in New Orleans on May 13th and 14th. Hosted by Auto Success Magazine and Sean V. Bradley, founder and CEO of Dealer Synergy, the Synergy Sessions will offer industry practices, incredible information, exercises, breakout sessions, material, and giveaways provided through multimedia presentations from the industry's elite. For Auto Success podcast listeners, you can register for only $295. That's $300 off of the regular price by using the promo code AS. 0508. That's AS0508. To register or for more information, visit www.synergysessions.com today.